The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Stocks are looking for some stabilization after three days down. Futures well off the morning lows, even as wholesale inflation runs hot, up six-tenths. Colonial pipeline restarts and officials see normal by the weekend. Our roadmap begins with whether it's time to buy the dip in tech. This with Wall Street on track for its worst week in more than six months. Plus the real inflation risks. Are investor worries on point or overblown? And Tesla's Bitcoin about face now rejecting the cryptocurrency as means of payment given environmental concerns. Carl. Guys, let's talk about where we are a few days after some selling here, Jim. I did notice you on Twitter this morning saying uh, that in Sternlich's words, and you tend to agree that some of these valuations can't stand. Which ones do you mean, though? Well, look, I'm going to make it pretty simple. Anything that sells at a uh, price to sales that is losing a lot of money, uh, you're going to get a great chance to lighten up, hopefully at the opening. Uh, So take a look at your portfolio. And and by the way, if you don't know whether it sells at a price to sales or not, that's also a good opportunity to sell. (laughs) Because I think there are a lot of people, and again, particularly younger people, who uh, have not really studied Snowflake beyond that they know that each one is different, David. Every Snowflake is different. I've heard that, too. Uh, but at the same time, David, I'll give you something encouraging. Please. Um, a lot of the companies I follow that are really good, like uh, Apple and uh, Alphabet, are selling Alphabet X uh, cash market multiple. Apple next year market multiple. I mean, that's good. Come down a lot. And we're very close to thinking uh, to valuing stocks on 20, uh, 22 basis. So I see some of the classic growth stocks getting cheaper. And these companies that just don't have earnings, David, that are selling on sales. And by the way, many of your SPACs, I have a question. My SPACs. Well, I always like to put well, things on true. you. I did start talking about SPACs before, before it was common. No, parlance. you started being critical. Of yes, thank you. I started to focus on them at least to some extent. And, of course, right. what you're discussing in part is the projections that many of them are based on, which are based on multiples to revenues in out years, 24, 25, even 26 as in 2026, and that has to as you take a look, the, the SPACs have come down a lot. We can see that from our, from our SPAC 50 there in terms of where they're actually trading. How many, many at 10 How many now. SPAC sponsors would actually buy the down below, at below 10? I had Bill Foley last night talking about. I know you buying. did. Yeah, Bill but has Foley's been behind. Bill hundred billion in value. He's but by the way, guy. Bill is not one of those guys buying on multiples to sales. The companies that he that they have done deals with are much more focused, at least as I recall, on real multiples to EBITDA and David, real EBITDA. So he's a business person. Yeah, and as, as the, his investor base likes to say, he's a money maker. We'll see he over is? time whether he, he does is. have a record. He, he has a really good record. But it's a very over. It's a very va- highly valued. I had them on uh, win last night on their. They're interactive gaming. It's much higher uh, value than some others in the same industry. Right. But But, back to this broader idea, Jim. So today, if there's an opportunity, you say sell the big multiple to sales 
companies, the yep. ones that were soaring last year as we watched them all yes. and started to make comparisons to the yes. dot-com boom. I don't think that's a hard call. But move into some of these names we're looking at well, right here, barely. or at least use an opportunity because they're trading at, what, market multiples, alphabet, Facebook those also. Are, Facebook top-line growth, what, was 33-plus percent? I know. you have I a mean, multiple below that, right? I, I think there are people who have a grudge against Facebook because every time you pick up the paper, they're doing, it's conceivably doing something wrong. But yes, Facebook's inexpensive, and I didn't believe the story uh, that came out earlier this week about how uh, there's advertising peaking. I had uh, J2 Global on the other day. It's doing incredibly well. Uh, Amazon, look at that, Carl, uh, to hire 75,000 workers for fulfillment and transportation. I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. That's not a bad 75,000, yeah, hiring 75,000 in fulfillment and transportation. As you say, Jim, average starting pay, 17 an hour, sign-on bonuses of up to $1,000, uh, Jim, on a day where McDonald's comes out and says we're going to get all of our workers to 15 on average mm-hmm. uh, by 2024, but we're already starting that process. Well, I think, look, we've said uh, ad nausea how much the uh, benefits, the extra benefits have hurt the labor market in the sense that there's lots of jobs wanted because it, it pays to not work. I will say that, and we talked about this with David the other day, that people are starting to realize these benefits are going to run out. Maybe I should just uh, the, uh, stop the Mexican standoff and uh, take a job. I also don't, I mean, one of the things that I agree with Jay Powell on is, uh, David, you know I feel that people, we need to create more jobs. Yes, and transitory. Powell's trying, but it, transitory. In- Transitory. Got to get that in there uh, within the five-minute mark the of the free show. Money Inflation end, transitory. The free money has to end. The well, idea that back, to jobs, back to jobs for a second, which, of course, is at the, the root of so many of the policies, at least, that yes. are being pursued, the idea that it is going to increase employment and wages. Those are right. good signs, Isn't I guess, good? McDonald's. By the way, Amazon, I mean, it's one of the stories of 2020. They added half a million workers. I don't know that there's any company that's ever added half a million workers no, in even, a year. Not even, I think, during World War II when they were making tanks, you know. It's almost a step five. Now, now another 75,000, Carl. Incredible. Yeah. I, and I think it was Goldman earlier in the week, guys, that talked about, and Jim, you can attest to this, the problems for hotels and restaurants and hiring are, are due, I mean, to a number of factors, but part of it they, they attribute to the migration of workers to warehousing and transportation, which Amazon is obviously a key part of. Um, as for the tech volatility, guys, uh, Masasan did talk to Andrew about where tech stocks are right now, where we are in the narrative of overall volatility within tech. Here's what he said. I think it's just a um, volatility based on the uh people's view on long-term interest and uh, some inflation and interest rate may go up. It's not the change in the company's uh, performance. Uh, The the fundamentals is very strong. Uh, Our companies are all growing. Tech companies are all growing. They have a record high uh, profitability and so on. Uh, It's just that the people's People's view on the long-term interest uh, rate and uh, just a cyclical thing. It's no fundamental change. Interesting, Jim. It kind of reminds me of uh, some calls that we're getting out. A good example is MKM initiating Cisco at a buy, 61 target. Talking about uh, the ultimate flight to quality within networking, as they put it, for example. Cisco selling it 15 times earnings with a fantastic balance sheet and, and great management where 5G is going into the enterprise. 
uh, Chuck Robbins would have told you last year, look, the 5G is still going to be personal, uh, consumer on you, but next year the enterprise. So it, it, it's a good bet. I mean, it does have some DRAM exposure, but I think DRAMs have peaked. So I think Cisco is the kind of stock that I like. Cisco is, it, it, what, it goes to 48, David, if it misses? So you don't see a lot of downside. 15 times earnings. I don't think at 15 times earnings, you're I mean, happy to the, pay that. And, yeah, yeah, that's... Now, you could say, well, wait a second, it doesn't have the growth of uh, Poshmark. Mm-hmm. But I would tell you, Poshmark? Yeah, I would. Pockmark, Poshmark. What? My daughter says she's working, does some Poshmark. There is Poshmark. It's a, it's a verb. It's going to be down. I make lemonade out of Poshmark. That's another one that's not doing well. Lemonade is David, not doing the well. Ones that saw are, that on that your are, stocks to watch. Yes. I have a lot of companies that come on, Carl, and they are dedicated to losing money. Uh, now, I once started a company, thestreet.com. And I didn't have the guts to say stuff like that. I just couldn't. Well, I couldn't maybe if, it, if you'd invested more, there would have been more ultimate return. I mean, that's the that's the view. Well, I'm just saying that at least I right? tried. That's to be why pro- you can. I tried to be profitable or as much capital as you can in the early days. If you're if the <laughs> oh, market is willing to give you that opportunity. I know, and David, then- go to your go to market strategy. David is so right. And I know you want to land expand because the TAM is so big. But I'm saying at a certain point, you've got to try to at least say you're going to make money. You, what do you walk, Glad Frazier, land and expand <laughs> because the TAM is so big? <laughs> Carl, they come on my show. OK, <laughs> and they say the opportunity is too big to even think about making money. And I come back and I say that, OK, Amazon, that was true. All right. Netflix, that was true. But those are rare examples, Carl. There were 300 companies mm-hmm. that came public in 1999 that had that same strategy. I'm not going to even think about profitability. And they didn't never have to worry because then they didn't exist a year later. Carl, hey, Carl th- yeah. th- this is happening. And it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to say that, oh, one more SPAC. I have a friend who had a SPAC the other day, and he said, you know what, I'm aiming toward profitability. I said, well, yeah. I mean, (laughs) well, no, I'm aiming to lose money forever. I mean, the idea that you even have to claim you're aiming for profitability, what does that say? Yes. I mean, I think that's Well, Jim, anybody who's been been in these unprofitable tech baskets uh, can attest to that mindset, and, and they've got a lot of pain to share. Um, speaking of pain, uh, watch Bitcoin today, guys. Elon Musk, as we all know by now, saying that Tesla will suspend car purchases using Bitcoin. He says, we're concerned about rapidly increasing use of fossil fuels for Bitcoin mining and transactions, especially coal, which has the worst emissions of any fuel. Uh, David, we've talked about this for a long time. We've got a lot of graphics to share yeah, we with got how our... Bitcoin yep. emissions stack up against all kinds of uh, various asset classes and companies. Yeah, I think we got the wall. We can show you the wall because I, I do always like this graphic that we've used previously. But Bitcoin's right, right in there, right? Uh, it's more than uh, Chile, a little less than Finland and Belgium in terms of energy usage. Uh, and that's just Bitcoin. So that's not the others. So the blockchain uses a lot of server power, uses, a, I mean, servers uses a lot of power. And um, not all of it is being generated in friendly ways, Jim. In um, friendly ways. Friendly ways to the environment, right? No, coal has been declining as a base fuel in our country for a very long time. It has. It has. And it's not declining in China. And but China is not a dictatorship, sure. right. and we can't. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, no. Even natural gas, even you know, natural gas is a little dirty. It's a, right. I mean, I think but that's included food. in here, right? If you want to really be clean, it's got to be you know, solar or wind. I guess is what they're probably considering. But the point is what you're looking at. 
there's a lot of power consumed. But, but it's always been a lot of power. I'm not so sure that that's Carl. I'm not saying it's disingenuous because it's Elon Musk, okay? And you can't say it. He's a visionary. But I would say that there's always been a lot of energy use in, to mine. That's not something new. The only thing that's changed is that coal is less part less a part of the configuration of, of energy. I'd like to know more about his decision, but it, frankly, it's a tweet. And uh, we're not going to get more than that. It's 53, what, 53 million followers, Carl, uh, are not going to mm-hmm. abandon Bitcoin because it uses a lot of energy. That's No, no. And they're not going to abandon Tesla either. By the way, back to our previous conversation, Jim. I mean, you can point to companies like Tesla that were not profitable for some period of time. Managed to maintain right, access true. to the capital I markets Tesla. to be able to invest I in their business Tesla. and ultimately did reach profitability. Amazon as well. Well, we're all um, looking I for I mean, those. Amazon less so, but, you know, they were not, as he said from his first letter in 97, well, focused Tesla on future did, free, securing future free cash flow. I think it's absolutely right to search for the next Tesla. I just think you're more likely to find it among companies that, are, that talk about profitability someday uh, or that are run by geniuses. And they're not that many. Not many geniuses come around all the time. No. You know, Carl, if you remember, there were a couple companies that survived the dot-com collapse, and they tend to be run by geniuses. And it's how you, they are a little harder to find, just like in the NBA. How many great players are there in the NBA? How many DiMaggio's are there in baseball? There's not, just not that it's many. Not that many. Or in the hedge fund industry. The Mets are in first. Uh, but in the hedge fund industry, they all get paid like they're all the superstars. Yes, the Mets are in first, seven David, straight. Thank David, you. David, the billionaires. I mean, and we haven't even started showing our stuff yet. Just wait till Carrasco and Syndergaard come back. Whew, it's going to get. Okay, so you're good. I'm all right. Don't rub it in my face. Let's, no, we're going to worry about the Knicks now, though. They, got the, they made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, they made yeah, the playoffs. Carl, it, I just. It's a good uh, thing, look, guys. I'm getting yeah. an opportunity here today to lighten up on companies that could be the next Tesla, but probably won't be. How about that? EV charge. That's that's uh, that's pithy, Jim. That's uh, a good way to put it. We're going to watch it, obviously, and see if these uh, relative gains, given the last few days, hold here as futures are green. We'll get you caught up on the latest on the pipeline as well as the energy secretary says expect normal operations within a couple of days. Don't go away. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. 
The Colonial Pipeline restarting operations following that hack, but the company warning it would not be fully functional immediately. The president is set to speak about this later this morning, just before noon East Coast time, Jim. We now have a statement from Colonial saying that by midday, we do project that each market we service will be receiving product from our system. Jim, that's encouraging. Yes. I mean, remember that it was never really that much gasoline that was cut off, but there was hoarding. And anytime there's hoarding, then you know that we're going to have a, a very tough situation for the rest of the country. There will be no hoarding now. And you'll see these companies, all of which are very good, by the way, uh, see their stocks marked down because I think people felt, David, once again, that Colonial was going to last longer. Uh, like they thought, by the way, that the pandemic would last longer. That they, you know, people just are talking about commodity prices lasting longer and not even realize that lumber peaked already. You think lumber's, lumber is done? I mean, it's at its high. I don't want to say dumb, but yes, I think it has. Nice. Absolutely. That's good. Yeah, it is because yeah. it was a cornered market, I think. Because uh, people want to build things. Well, it just got ridiculous. And at the same time, if, if you're a home builder, you can still absorb but people the were not. Yeah, they weren't. You see the home they builder stocks hoarding lumber, though. That's no, they weren't. No. And I remember I went to I went to a Lowe's last week. And there was the lumber. It looked exactly like lumber when it was at $300. <laughs> Look at that. There's move. a chart for you. Look at yeah, that move. Is that Kathy? No, never No, mind. she didn't own lumber. No? I don't Kathy think so. Kathy Wood didn't go in the lumber business? No, not yet. You know, because it's hot. There's a SPAC that, that took over the lumber. No, that's yeah. not true. No, it's not true. Okay. Not true. Sorry. Yeah. We were well, in the and I morning, had dinner last night, Carl. And we were, I know we were surrounded by what? people who had done SPACs. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. They hated right? us. Yes, they hated, they yes. hated, they hated yeah. David because they were like thinking, this man is keeping me from making my $500 million and he's just, you know, he should go to wherever. Mm, yeah. Uh, the SPACs are so interesting. Uh, um, in why? Because, because you can get as low as 3 bucks, 2 bucks on the actual price, and the SPAC sponsor can still make money. Now, how come the warrants were the basic mostly discount? not disclosed at the yeah, beginning? A lot not disclosed. Um, like, Carl, on the Colonial... Just a quick mention here. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to get some insight on energy overall. Do you know why? Take a look at that. On our show? On our show with you, me, and Carl. Not on another show? No, not on another okay, show. Okay, he's on my good list again. Yes. All right. Darren Woods. Looking forward to that, Carl. <laughs> that is good. Uh, corporate Darwinism, Darwinism keeps us sharp here at CNBC. Uh, it'll be great to talk to him. Uh, Jim, in the, me- in the meantime, I saw Gas Buddies, the number one app on Apple. That was interesting. And there's a larger question about the vulnerabilities that this whole episode exposed. The president signing this EO to, se- to strengthen the nation's defenses. But uh, w- what kind of lessons some of these hackers may have learned from this uh, uh, from this attack? There it's was, there was lassitude. There was just lassitude everywhere. Uh, so the uh, Robinhood app was dislodged from the top, huh? By yeah. gas, buddy. at least briefly, briefly. Yeah. Well, you got you got 70 percent of gas stations in North Carolina without gas. I think it's nearly half of Georgia. Uh, yeah. So people were definitely looking uh, for information. Yeah, I know, David, people are driving out. We'll take a break here. States. Yeah, take a break. Um, a lot more to get to, uh, including a bunch of calls on, as we said, Cisco. There's some on Deere. Uh, we've got Boeing, Microsoft, Lowe's and a bunch of others. Uh, and uh, we'll take a look at futures here with the opening bell in 10 minutes. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. 
Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Seven and a half minutes till we get started with an opening bell for this Thursday. A uh, number of earnings to digest. Bumble, of course, yeah. very hot IPO. I've been loving Tech Check. It's an unbelievable show. If people haven't watched it, they're, they're wrong, and they've been getting great guests. And they have uh, Whitney Wolfhard, who's one of my favorites, a very young CEO, yes. who's built a terrific company. Now, this is a good example. This company is growing 43%. Uh, it has uh, EBITDA. But they were, they're also cautious. They said growth rate will be 25% going forward. Most of their traffic is organic. There were questions on the quarter about why are they spending so much money in advertising. They assure you not to worry. But, David, this is the kind of stock the market doesn't like. Right. And I can't wait to hear what she says because she's done everything right. See, this is what's so discouraging in this market. Someone does everything right. They say, I mean, they're growing at 43% rev, but they do say, listen, growth rate going forward could be 25% right, But it, was, it, it came public during the height of, yes. I don't want to call it a mania, but the height of, let's call it exuberance yes. for companies that had great growth prospects over time. And right. it's, so it suffered as a result. But I mean, if you were to say today, all right, stock's trading 47 based on, all that we know, would you buy it? Uh, well, I still think you can get it lower uh, just because there are a lot of good companies that uh, matches in, is less expensive. Now, it's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. This grows faster. Match is a terrific company. But again, David, what's happening is, is that people look at this and say, you know what? This is the kind of stock has bad holders. It has holders that have one foot out the door or holders that don't understand it. Right. Meaning it has uh, a lot well, of young it's got people. Got a lot. Of, I mean, Blackstone still owns a lot of this thing, right? I think though they've got some, but it's a significant it, holders. But I will say it's a very good, well-run company with a conservative management that said that look, maybe these the rates can't stay. People maybe in the they dating market the like the model, Jim. They like the women first model. The model's great. Yeah, I think it's a terrific company. I don't know about the stock. You say that for a lot of things today. Of course, yes, I do. We get you ready for an opening bell. We'll get a look at all the stocks in just a few minutes. Stay with us. These stocks aren't that expensive. Um, and you have to look at the S&P 500 and 10 stocks are 25% of it. So, And the FANG stocks aren't very expensive. It's not the Googles and the Apples and the Facebooks that are expensive. It's all this newly born tech wrecks that trade it. I was looking at, because uh, everyone wants to buy... Um, um, Peloton, you know, it's it's I think 150 times EBITDA, or um, Shopify, which is 350 times EBITDA. I mean, these these are great companies. They're just not worth this. Tesla, Tesla cannot be worth more than all the manufact car manufacturers in the whole world. And at the end of the day, it's a it's a car company. Newly born tech rex, according to Stern Lick Jim, we were listening to him together. I think uh, talking about the number of names in the S and P. Uh, dozens and dozens of components that are down 20, 30, 40, 50 percent from the highs. Yeah, look, I, I, Barry is a brilliant business person. By the way, he, he's modest. He's too modest. And he came on uh, Mad Money when Starwood, his uh, read, had gone down to 16. The distribution was high. And he said, oh, look, I would buy it. The business is great. I mean, he's a great business person. And he's looking through the prism of being a great business person. And he's right. He sees stocks that are cheap. The FANG stocks, that was a great example. And I know they are. FANG stocks have fallen apart. I, I like the FANG stocks. 
But there are. I mean, the valuation Peloton is a little high. I've been saying that. The management doesn't care for my view on it. And uh, Shopify, I love the company. But, yeah, I mean, I can't recommend the stock. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, also, it's a wood stock. And I can't recommend any wood stocks. Any? There's a handful of stocks. Well, I like, I like Tesla like. at a certain yeah. point. But well, certain. The, woods, the wood stocks are very hard. Barry has an incredible ability to analyze capital structure, balance sheet of companies. I mean, if he, he could. You know, he's got that hat, and then he's also got the other one. Can we also say that he is a great, humble guy and does not come on? He's he's just very, very good and very smart. Uh, And don't even get him started on SPACs. He's obviously, he's been, Jaws Spitfire has done a bunch of them, but he's got some interesting things to say on that subject, too, when it comes to some of the other promoters out there. If I could own stocks, I would own own his stock. Guys, there's the opening bell. Uh, S&P. Uh, heat map at the bottom of your screen. As we're starting the uh, trading day, United says it's started to uh, repair those electrical groundings, Jim, on the 737 MAX. And we do have uh, a, a call on Boeing today out of Wells. They initiate equal weight, 244. They talk about the MAX losing some share within narrow body, but that the summer is going to look good for leisure, long-term international, a little bit less certain. Yeah, I'm not sure about this quarter. This problem that they just got fixed, it was the execution at Boeing is questionable. I mean, they were pretty much assuring me that this problem would be done immediately, and maybe it was fixed, and the FAA just has had it with them. But uh, I like Boeing. My Chapel Trust owns it, but I, just, I, have a, I am conscious of the fact that I don't think this quarter is that good. Uh, we don't have Chinese certification for them. Uh, David, when you look at a company like Boeing, mm. what you really have to say is they got saved, and then when travel really comes back, they'll do well. And you want to anticipate that, and that's what's happened from the 150 level. But do you anticipate again? I mean, it's already been anticipated. It's so good. Is, so, right. That is already, you believe, incorporated in the current yeah, I like it. Right. I genuinely like it. If you don't own, I think Boeing is good to own. But you have to understand that this quarter, man, you, you have to... You have to suffer through this quarter and they suffer through this quarter because of what happened with the execution. They did not execute well. They are not executing well. They're not. They're not. David, there's a podcast. People think I'm just talking to the air. Could you say something because of the podcast? Um, it's interesting to hear you say that, Jim, that you don't believe they're executing well now. They're not. It's very sloppy. Really? Is yeah. that an indictment of the current management team? No, it just says that something is awry there, that you have an electrical problem. If you're assuring people everything's fine. It's not as though they were having a great run of execution prior. Well, that, okay, there. Thank you. It's good for the podcast, too. You like that? Carl, come, some, companies aren't ex- or some companies execute better than others. I mean, I have to tell you, people should read Bezos' uh, letter about Amazon's quarter. It's very long, but if you go through it, the one thing that you will say is, I said the other day, I am glad I do not have to compete against this company. And by the way, he's offering benefits that sound almost Costco-like. Now, that's Costco pays much more. but Costco pays more mm. and has better benefits. And, what, and, what, and how's Costco stock doing quite well? Very well. Uh, and, of course, Amazon has done incredibly well over right. time. He is buying a I half like Amazon. A, spent half a billion dollars on a yacht. It's a lot. Well, I don't know. 500 million bucks on a How much is a submarine? On a boat. How much is a submarine? I don't know. Maybe he's going to get a submarine. Nuclear power? Wouldn't you like to have a nuclear? That's more expensive. Yeah, let me show you my submarine. Yeah. Let's go down to the same parts of my submarine. Let's oh, go wow. to Diego Garcia, that my submarine. It doesn't seem that attractive to me to, to, to well, I mean, seen for my, a little while. You haven't seen wanna, mine you know. the way mine's tricked out. You got well, a nice submarine? How about submarine? tricking out a submarine if you're a billionaire? I 
guess. I don't know. Yeah, go under, <laughs> go up. Go up, go down. Um, How many of them are submarines? you got to do um, something unique. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe Jack Ma's got one. I don't know a submarine, but that takes me you to have another to watch very another wealthy show, guy uh, and uh, Alibaba earnings guys. So, so what are we thinking here, which David? we should take a look at stocks? I, I I think I got it down just a tiny bit here, right? Bob is down. Yeah, well, down it wasn't a, almost three percent. It wasn't a perfect quarter. But no, it's got uh, unbelievable growth. Revenue number was still strong. They're investing a lot in the business, uh, and so the earnings number may not have been exactly what everybody was hoping for. Remember, you did have this big fine, the antitrust fine that they paid, so that actually had the effect of, of overall depressing the earnings number well, if you take that out. But did you listen to Masa Sano and companies like this? I did. I, I, I think did. These are Masa continues to be one of the largest holders. They have sold at SoftBank some of their Alibaba. But, but this company lot. makes a lot of money. Yeah. Alibaba like makes that. a lot of money. Yes. I like that. That's um, the kind of company I like. It makes a lot of money. Right. Is that too much to ask, David? No. Of the SPAC promoters? No. Is Try to make a lot of money. That's always a good thing, but they they anticipate that they will eventually make a lot of money. You just have to you're trying to secure future cash many flows of the by investing coms, for today and getting Carl, the capital they need Many of the dot coms today. would give talks, but they all that's the land and expand model. I just find that we have to we constantly have to compare to to 2000 On, now. Uh, uh, okay, but we, we were to. doing that last year. We were comparing the run up to to 2000. Well, that was right. Um, look, it's what, look at what's happened. And we were talking a lot about the multiples. They're putting we were the talking wood a lot about Palantir. We are talking a lot about Snowflake and how rich that guy Sloopman was getting. Um, but on Alibaba, guys, just real quickly to go through the numbers, yes. $28.6 billion. Revenue, is, as Jim points out, was up 64%. Some of the other numbers are just staggering when you think about the Aren't size they? of the Chinese market. Mobile MAUs, Carl. Monthly average users, 925 million people use the mobile app at least once in March. 925 million people. They also have something called Taobao Live, uh, which is essentially, I guess, sort of a similar to QVC. I mean, they stream and they try to get you to buy and the people come on and tell you what. And they did 76.3 billion in GMV in fiscal 21 with that service. Um, The size of this company is enormous. uh, Have you uh, bought anything in Alibaba? Have I? No. No. Not a thing. Comes perfect. It's good. I've used Alibaba. Have you? Yeah. Well, it used to be, yeah, to help, was originally to help, you know, you could contact with somebody who would then import here for you. Yes. Right. Get chairs for a restaurant, Alibaba. Right. Cheaper than going to the restaurant. We don't do that now. We buy American. You do? Yes, we do. We buy American. I'm glad to hear that. And we build American, Carl. We buy and build American. We just do. Uh, we do. Uh, that's definitely um, uh, it's been a, a theme in, in uh, commerce, Jim, for a couple uh, years now. At least it's a real it's a real priority. I'm just looking I, at some great. of the gainers here, Jim. I'm sorry. It's definitely it's definitely uh, a day for for Fang and for chips, um, but also some reopening names: Caesars, Gap. Uh, you got uh, Southwest Airlines, Win. Uh, I did notice, Jim, Norwegians up there, too. We got six states, Jim, that have now vaccinated 70 percent of their population, uh, including Connecticut and New Hampshire and Maine, and six more at 65. It's happening um, again. It's nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. We had this curve bending on on vaccination trends that is beginning to reverse a little bit. That's heartening. I I know I I had win on last night, Mr. Maddox, and they are they, they will, I think, handily beat 2019 numbers. Handily. And that's really good. Great management. Don't forget the NFL is in Vegas. Yes, it is. And uh, those those games, you know, that's going to be the ticket to get. To be be at the game in Vegas. Yes. 
and the betting will be big. Right. Carl, I think that Vegas is uh, these stocks have moved. Well, win has not moved all that much. They did a secondary. The cruise ships, it's interesting, Carl. They've been under a lot of pressure uh, and suddenly they're bouncing a little bit. Those are very expensive stocks because the CDC has decided to, they should be expensive. The CDC is the most erratic <laughs> organization. In, they are they're erratic. I mean, they come in every day and I think they say, put out a press release about something. How about Singapore workers? How about those Singapore construction workers, which contributed to this idea that somehow you could actually contract the virus outside in a significant way when that was completely not true? Great story in The New York Times. Uh, David Leonhardt, I think it was. But uh, yeah, it's actually point zero one. Meanwhile, most of New York's still walking around with a mask outside. Um, you know, if you went to Vegas and you went to the game, you'd probably yeah. maybe you'd want to rent a car. Maybe not. Maybe just use. No, Uber no, it's OK. Lyft. Sure. But, but you might. And if you did, it might be a Hertz. Right. Right. You take a look yesterday at the performance of Hertz when we got the details on its reemergence. Yeah, that happened during Scott Wapner's show. It's yes. pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, Hertz shares were up sharply on that reorganization plan, $6 billion. But, Jim, I'll take you back less than a year, less than a year, and that's, that's today's move on top of what happened yesterday. Um, remember when they were going to try and sell shares? Yes. They, they managed to sell $29 million worth of stock. But do you remember? When they were bankrupt. When they're bankrupt. And we were both saying, man, that's kind of crazy. Um, maybe not so crazy. Maybe not so crazy. You know, they could have raised as much as, I'm told, a billion dollars. That actually would have had the effect a, of enhancing the recovery value for the equity even beyond what you're looking at. There's too much money sloshing around that that's the case. But that was, you remember the SEC, remember who came out and stopped that? Jay Clayton. Right. Jay Clayton was the SEC, ran the SEC, said, no, we're not going to allow he you was out there doing to sell the stock, to take advantage of was the idea no. of some of these um, some of these people who are just entering the market at that point. And of course, in fact, they may have ended up being right if they could have bought the stock at two back then. Recovery value. You don't see it often. American Airlines was another one. Hertz is going to be a significant recovery value. Um, but it is interesting. By the way, the same Jay Clayton is now the chairman of Apollo, which is, yes, the big buyer of the preferred here. So they are the big one of the big participants in in the reemergence from bankruptcy. Funny how that works. Won't let him sell the stock at the SEC because he says, hey, you're going to take advantage of people. It's going to be a zero. Of course, it ended up not. And in fact, now Apollo participating in Jay Clayton. Is, that is uh, too funny. Is That's that, called irony, David. Yes. Is that irony? It's yeah. irony. Yeah. OK, thank you. Girl, that's it. That's it. Was it like a favor report? Uh, kind of. Well, I mean, here, we'll bring more up for you. Report. There it is. You can see there's some of the direct common stock. You get, you know, Apollo's up buying a big preferred, billion and a half. You see that. Yeah, some of the details. But Hertz's move yesterday was astounding. And it is, again, to your point, a beneficiary of this idea of a big recovery in travel and in normalcy. Well, do you think that um, the CDC actually wants to stay in? They seem to love the limelight. it was a levered play. It was a levered play. They seem to love the limelight, the CDC. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, don't if you're a top flight guy, you go there or the Rockefeller Institute. It's been disappointing. Very disappointing. Yeah. But, Carl, I'll tell you, this rally, it's giving some people to change, a chance to kind of reconfigure. Uh, and I think this is a, a great opportunity to assess your portfolio. Uh, head of retail sales about how many uh, companies you own that actually makes money. And once again, I want to say to people, if you don't know whether your company makes money, perhaps you shouldn't be owning the stock. Right. Jim, I did notice you said you thought uh, the estimates for retail sales tomorrow might be a little bit low. Yeah. I mean, look, the, I, there's a, a recommendation of lows today uh, by Opco. And I think the Lowe's and the Home Depot's are just crushing it. 
crushing it. Plus, the, the cost of all their stuff is up big uh, when you go to buy an appliance if they have them. So, yeah, I figure the sales are going to be pretty strong. It was the unemployment number, I think, that's the outlier on the low side. I like Lowe's yeah, very much. By the way, I love shopping at Lowe's. It's much better than it used to be. Uh, yeah. Um, so at the moment, it's the best gain for the Nasdaq since April 23rd, obviously early. All sectors green except for energy. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, Carl. Uh, PPI was hot, but not much of a reaction. It's growth that's leading. Uh, Most of the concern, obviously, was yesterday. And a lot of that uh, move up today, a little hotter, obviously, uh, embedded in stock prices. Take a look at the sectors. Uh, Tech's leading. In fact, growth is leading. Tech and consumer discretionary up. And you see banks doing okay, too. Industrial is not far behind here. Energy, which had a good day yesterday with oil right near a new high, uh, lagging a little bit today. So that's not a big surprise. Uh, Mega cap tech doing well, but Remember, mega cap tech was never really the big problem. Most of this down around 10% from the 52-week highs. The fundamental guys really stuck with mega cap tech because the valuations were quite reasonable. It was thematic tech, uh, speculative tech that really had a hard time. That's bouncing back uh, as well today. Uh, we like to look at the ARK Innovation uh, up uh, 1%, clean energy, 3D printing, cloud computing. This is thematic technology uh, that had such a tremendous run uh, last year that's ran into tremendous trouble in the last couple of months, ever since February when rates moved up here. Uh, If you take a look uh, at some of the big, say, cloud computing stocks today uh, that have been down so much recently, they've bounced back. So Fastly, JFrog, Snowflake, that usual complex there, uh, moving up 2%, 3%. But there's so much damage that's already been done. We've been doing this for the last few days, showing you how most thematic tech is 25, 50, even more percent off of their highs. I'm just picking on cloud computing for the moment here, but you see Fastly, JFrog, the same stocks I just showed you, 50%. So a 2% bounce today is nice, but when you're 50 or 60% off of the highs, that's an awfully long way. The momentum guys, even the momentum guys couldn't sell to other momentum guys. The fundamental guys didn't want anything to do with most of this stuff because it doesn't, uh, in many cases, doesn't make a lot of money at all. So it's been ugly here, uh, and it's going to be a long road back for them. As for where we are in the markets right now, tech's most tech outside of mega cap is down 25 to 50 percent. And the debate is how much is enough? There is a lot of excess that has been taken out of these speculative uh, plays here. Momentum has uh, abandoned a lot of them and fundamental hasn't had a lot to do with it. We'll see if this is enough here. Remember yesterday, a major tax bill now looks very unlikely. McConnell was really emphatic about it. That's a major plus for the markets now. The big debate right now is how sticky is inflation? Should we give Should the market give the Fed the benefit of the doubt that this is transitory? That's where the debate lies, and that's where the market risk is right now. As for inflation and stocks, it's good to remind everyone that it's a very complicated relationship overall. Some inflation is embedded in stock prices. The market expects some kind of inflation, maybe 2%. When you get a sudden move, that's when things get bad. If all of a sudden you're 2%, then you expect 4%, the market's going to adjust. It's going to expect... It's going to have a higher risk premium. Concerns about earnings are going to go down and prices are going to go down to adjust here. So remember something important. Inflation in a rising economy, which is what we have, has less impact than inflation in the declining economy when earnings are going down. We may be able to absorb this okay. And the margin pressure we're seeing has been very minimal. We're still around 10.5-11% on the S&P 500. No big pressure yet. We'll keep an eye on it. Finally, David was mentioning Alibaba. I just want to point out something that happened overnight. MSCI announced 
that they were no longer using the U.S. listing of Alibaba, which is right here behind me, in its indexes. And they're the guys that do all the big indexes around the world. They're using the Hong Kong listing now, Carl. Now, it's very interesting. Remember, Alibaba had that dual listing. MSCI says, well, we're using the home country now for the listings. But a lot of this still is related to that fallout with China-U.S. relationships, even if they're just using the home country here. So having that dual listing now is changing. They have the EEM out there. That's no longer going to use the U.S. listing. It'll use the Hong Kong listing. Just another little bit of fallout here between all. There's the EEM, and that's, uh, that's the uh, MSCI uh, index that they use there uh, for iShares. Carl, back to you. All right. Interesting. Uh, Bob, thank you. Uh, Bob Pisani. Ten-year yield did get above 1.7 this morning. Let's get to Rick Santelli. Hey, Rick. Absolutely. You know, inflation numbers are really uh, kind of the uh, secret sauce if you're looking for rates to go higher, along with, of course, uh, we actually had some pretty good jobless claims, especially initial dropping. But let's go to the whiteboard a minute. Bob asked a question, and I'm going to try to help explain or answer it. How sticky is inflation? And why does the Fed use the word transient? I'm going to show you. It's pretty easy, actually. So April PPI year-over-year final demand today was up 6.2%. It's never been that high, but do keep in mind, this series of data points goes only back to about Thanksgiving of 2010 because they keep tweaking how they calculate it. So this rendition goes back to 2010. It's never been higher. But we have what we call it negative look back or the base case because April of last year, which we're doing a year-over-year add-on to on inflation, was at a record low minus 1.5. But for May coming up, June, July, all the way through August, those year-over-year lookbacks are going to be adding on, so exaggerating inflation, because they're jumping and comparing to negative numbers. And that really is something you need to pay attention to. So the Fed thinks maybe transient, because when that effect is over, they think maybe inflation will look a lot more tame. But that's still a gamble because it still could get its sea legs and metastasize above and beyond that effect. Now, let's go to the charts. If you look at a chart uh, that starts right before the 830 release of the data today, you could see we only had a small spike uh, on the 10-year note yields. And that's kind of interesting because PPI was hot, but CPI was hotter, and it really hit home to investors. Look at a two-day chart yesterday. You see that big run-up? That was the 830 consumer price index. Now, if we consider that 10s have a 174 post-COVID high-yield close, these are all very important sessions as we get closer and closer to that 170 mark. Finally, if we look at the intraday of boons, this is also having an effect to point up global rates. They traded nine negative nine basis points today. They haven't been that close to positive, as you see, since May of 2019, two years. Carl, Jim, David, back to you. All right, all good stuff, Rick. Uh, you've, you've carried a lot of water this week for us. We appreciate it, Rick Santelli. At the moment, NASDAQ's up almost 1% here. A little bit of respite after three days of selling. And so far this morning, it's now just the S&P that is having its worst week since October. The New York Yankees have now confirmed seven cases of COVID among coaches and support staff. Uh, Jim, as we were saying a moment ago, um, six were without symptoms, but all seven are breakthrough cases, meaning they were fully vaccinated, which we know is possible but rare. And a spokesperson says they all were believed to have received the J&J vaccine. Well, we know that the J&J vaccine, quoting the New England Journal of Medicine, uh, has, uh, does not have the immunity that the uh, Moderna and Pfizer have. 
But I want to be very careful here because I had uh, Robert Ford from Abbott Labs on. Uh, they've got this Binax, it's the over-the-counter one. And I said, look, you feel like you need to take, you should be using it if you had J&J. He feels, no, he's agnostic. He said, look, uh, you, you should, if you are concerned, you can use it for any one of them. So I don't want to single out J&J, but J&J, obviously, uh, less effective. I just got to say that. Uh, in, By the way, Eli Lilly, meantime, less effective Jim, uh, monoclonal antibody. Less effective, and that's not talked about enough. Eli Lilly, they're telling you not to use it in Illinois, where they've got the Brazilian. They say, listen, you shouldn't use that. You should just use the, the uh, Regeneron. Carl, this is kind of amazing. They do these things, and they don't even, this was FDA-led. They don't even tell us. Lilly may not be as good against Brazil. It doesn't work. Yes, uh, that's part of the hesitancy is, uh, at least if you believe the polls, that uh, the information is just so disparate right now oh that my. it's not confirming confidence in vaccination Not in general. Got a 1% gain here now on the Dow, uh, up 322, and the Nasdaq's up 122. Don't go away. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. What I mean about stocks coming down that get more attractive, you look at Lamb Research. This stock now sells at a, at a market multiple. It's the company that makes the, the key piece of capital equipment that you need to make semis. I, I see some semis coming down, but there's still semis in shortage. Watch this stock because it is an example of stocks do get cheaper when they go lower. And I happen to like management very much. Uh, so Lamb Research, key to this market, as I used to say to David. All right, Jim. How about tonight? Well, okay, here we go. I've got uh, Sonos, which I love at home. Don't know if you guys use it. Tony's Shoe, DoorDash. I do love Sonos. And then uh, Alicia Haas, yes, Coinbase. Coinbase. Wow. Where you, That's David, Coinbase lineup. is crypto. Wow, look at all, many of those companies I, coming public recently. I booked my own show, and I have great bookers, and my goal is to, at all times, steal anyone that, that, is ever, that you've ever met. Yes, I'm aware of that, as is Carl. That's a show tonight, Jim. Uh, We'll definitely be tuning in for that. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.